You're listening to Soul Roadmap, episode number 12. Welcome to Soul Roadmap Podcast. Each week, you'll hear strategies and inspiration to take action and live life better. Hi, I'm Dina Cataldo, lawyer, coach, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your roadmap to creating more success in your life, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Hello there. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing all right. I am doing fantastic because today I'm introducing another format to Soul Roadmap. So you've heard some interview topics, some mini classes, and What I want to do today is showcase an influential teacher, someone who's greatly contributed to my understanding of the world. The cool thing about having your own podcast is that you get to do what you want to do. So why not take advantage of that, right? So today I'm showcasing seven things I've learned from Tony Robbins, and I'm going to talk to you about why he's had such an incredible impact upon me, but I also want to focus on how you can apply his teachings in your own life. If you remember Tony Robbins from the land of infomercials from the 1980s and 90s like I did, you'll soon discover that he is actually one of the driving forces behind achievement psychology. It took me years to actually listen to what Tony Robbins had to offer because I had such a prejudgment of what he talked about and how he talked about it that I didn't give myself the opportunity to be open to it. But once I did, I was given some life-changing advice, really. And he's a bit loud. You may not vibe with him right away. It took me years to be ready to hear what he has to say. And I encourage you to have an open mind about what he has to teach because there's no denying that he helps people change positively. He has an incredible reach. And that's a pun that I'm intending because it's both literal and figurative. He is a huge human being. He has a huge wingspan. Even more importantly, he has an incredible impact on some of the most successful people in the world. He uses practical psychology and NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, to create massive change in people. And when I learned about this, I became fascinated by it, and I began my own journey to becoming a coach. I've been to his four-day live event, Unleash the Power Within. I've experienced the firewalk, the sleep deprivation, and lots of movement to change our state from an unresourceful state to a resourceful state on command. He leads other live events like Date with Destiny, which I do plan on attending in the future, and it was showcased in the Netflix special, I Am Not Your Guru. If you're not familiar with Tony Robbins, I will link to that because it was a fabulous way to see him at work. Presidents have sought his counsel. Leaders of industry have given him unprecedented access to their lives and their mindset, and he has made it his mission to positively impact others by sharing what he has learned. Although he's written several books and they're all bestsellers, I recommend Awaken the Giant Within because it really is all-encompassing and is a great introduction to him and what he has to teach. I also recommend Money Master the Game because he interviews the biggest names in finance and breaks down investment into easy-to-understand terms. I will link to everything we just talked about and everything we will talk about 
in the show notes at dinacataldo.com forward slash episode 12. So before I get into the heart of today's episode, I would like to give a big thank you to Desiree who left a heartwarming review for Soul Roadmap on iTunes. She says that Soul Roadmap has great topics, and inspiring guests. I'm really loving this podcast. Dina does such a great job at digging deep and leading us through this soulful journey. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Desiree. I have some great guests coming up, and I can't wait to share their wisdom with you. And I would love to hear from you, too. Please go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review Soul Roadmap, and let me know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of on the show. I get inspiration from you. Seriously. I'm really serious. I get all my inspiration from you. When I hear from you on Instagram, when I hear from you in iTunes, when I hear from you on Facebook, that all informs me about what you want to hear. So let me know. You can see me on Instagram at dina.cataldo. You can DM me. Let me know what you want to hear more of. All right, let's dive into the seven things I've learned from Tony Robbins and how you can apply his teachings to your own life. The first thing that I really remember hearing from Tony Robbins that impacted me was his discussion of the six human needs. And he created a TED Talk, and I'll link to that in the show notes, that breaks down what these six human needs are. What it really taught me, and I'll talk to you about what they are, is how our lives are broken down into what we really, truly need, our primal needs and our spiritual needs that will lead us to fulfillment. And we will even obey our four primal needs and ignore our own values if we can get those four primal needs fulfilled. So this is how the six human needs are broken down. There's four primal and there's two spiritual. The four primal, the ones we can't live without, the ones that we will ignore our values for if we can feel these things, is certainty, which is also comfort, uncertainty, which is also known as variety, significance, and love. And the lesser form of love would be any form of connection. And these four primal needs inform our day-to-day lives. When I learned about these six human needs, I really started to observe my own life and how my actions were being informed by my needs. And then once I started to observe those things, I was able to make decisions that would make my life better, that would be more fulfilling. And the two fulfilling needs, the ones that really help us feel spiritually connected. And I don't mean religion. I mean that undescribable feeling of fulfillment is growth and contribution. Where are we growing and where can we contribute? If we're not growing, we're dying, right? So let's talk about what each of these human needs really means. So certainty. When we are certain we are going to get an outcome, we feel comfortable. We feel like we know the end result. And this is part of the reason why we stay in relationships so long that maybe don't serve us is we already know what to expect and we're getting that. We understand that this person is going to react a certain way when we behave a certain way. And we 
find joy in that certainty, that comfort. Maybe that's the same reason why we get a DVD when we've watched a movie a million times and we've decided to watch it just one more time. It's because we really already know that this is a certain outcome. We will enjoy it. But for the same reason we're renting that DVD for the certainty that we'll enjoy it, we're also getting it because we are getting that bit of uncertainty. We're hoping that we forgot it just enough that we will get that bit of variety that we want in our lives. And if we're certain all the time, if we get the same result all the time, well, we're going to feel bored. And that's why we need that other human need of uncertainty, that variety. Significance, the third human need, is something that each of us needs. We all need to feel significant. We all need to feel like we're that special snowflake. And we get that in different ways. Maybe it's a woman with a fancy handbag, like myself. Or maybe it is a person who has, you know, 15 earrings in their ear. There's something about what we do to differentiate ourselves from other people. And that leads us to feel that primal need for significance. Another human need is love. Okay, there is that everlasting love, the one where we are able to completely open ourselves up to another person. But there's a lesser form of love, and that's connection. So we may find ourselves settling for connection when we're too scared to move forward into a larger, more meaningful love. But we do meet that need by connecting with another person. So let me break this down in terms of a practical application. So one of the examples that Tony Robbins uses is a criminal who has a gun to your head. So he's meeting some of his primal needs by putting a gun to your head and then demanding money. So for instance, having the gun to your head will give him that certainty, that comfort that he is going to get what he wants. He is getting the uncertainty, the variety that he needs because everyone he points a gun at is going to react just a little bit differently. The significance that he has in your life at that moment is 110%. He is the most significant person in your life. And that connection, that connection that you have with him is undeniable. He is in front of you and is perhaps the most important person in your life at that moment with a gun to your head. You're going to listen to what he has to say. And if you meet three of your six human needs with one activity, it becomes an addiction. It becomes a habit. It becomes something that you can't get enough of. And that is why activities like crime continue to happen. Until we are able to change ourselves, then we are going to react the way we are going to react because we're meeting those human needs. Another example is when you've stayed in a relationship just way too long, right? Like I've been there. You're in a relationship where you know that this can't possibly be healthy, but you stay in it. It's because you're getting at least three of your human needs met. You're getting certainty that this person is going to react the way they're going to react when you do things. You're getting that uncertainty. Maybe they give you that spice, that that you want from somebody, you feel significant, 
because you're with this person, you're getting connection, maybe not love, but you're getting connection. And you maybe are even getting contribution because you feel that you're contributing to their lives in some way, you're helping them in some way. So when you're reaching three or more of these human needs, when you're meeting these needs, it's going to become an addiction. So this was really significant for me because it started to bring awareness to what I was seeing in my own life, and then I could start applying it to my life. And one of the ways that I started applying it leads us into number two, finding leverage and cutting yourself off from any other result by taking massive action. So I've combined a few of his teachings here into one sentence because they're really all related. How can we change behaviors that we don't like in ourselves? Well, we have to create leverage to break them. And that involves creating a huge amount of pain surrounding the result that we don't want. For instance, I had a relationship where I was getting a tremendous amount of pain. And that's really what led me to want to end the relationship. But it was very difficult to pull away because I was getting five of the six human needs met in that relationship. So it was really an addiction. So I had to take massive action to get myself out of it. And that meant totally cutting myself off. So one of the things he says is that making a true decision means committing to achieving a result and then cutting yourself off from any other possibility. That's really what it takes. This is the difference between saying I'd like a better relationship or I'd like to quit smoking versus I am going to get into better relationships and then asking yourself an empowering question like what can I do to make myself a better partner? What can I do to find fulfillment in a healthier way? And it's also the difference between saying I am going to quit smoking and asking yourself those empowering questions like What is the very next step I can do to make this happen? The third thing that I really find valuable from Tony Robbins was learning about goal setting. So when you are growing, which is one of your spiritual needs, your fulfillment needs, when you're growing, you are happy. To feel fulfilled, you must grow. This can become uncomfortable because there's no certainty involved, but the whole purpose of setting a goal isn't to get the goal, it's to become the person that we need to be to achieve it. It really is all about the journey. And when we set goals, we are happier because we are reaching out towards something new, something that helps us grow. And that is why I am committed to creating goals and moving forward on them. We may never reach those goals. We may never be able to get to the point that we dream of. But the whole point of having those goals is to work into becoming the person who can do that. And when we become that person, that becoming makes us feel amazing. That is the growth. So goal setting was huge for me, and I really thank Tony Robbins for introducing me to that concept, although it's something that, you know, we grew up our whole lives setting a goal, accomplishing it, setting a goal, accomplishing it. I never really thought about it in the plain terms that he spoke of it as, and I never really got into the nitty gritty of thinking through what I wanted and how I was going to grow as a human being 
and what benefit I would get as I grew into that human being. Mm, The fourth lesson I learned from Tony Robbins was really the biggest, I think, and that is raise your standards. You get what you tolerate. Don't settle. I'm going to read a passage from Awaken the Giant Within. Anytime you sincerely want to make change, the first thing you must do is raise your standards. When people ask me what really changed my life, I tell them that absolutely the most important thing was changing what I demanded of myself. I wrote down all the things I would no longer accept in my life, all the things I would no longer tolerate, and all the things that I aspired to becoming. When I learned how I was settling in my life, I couldn't help but act. I was furious with myself for settling in areas of my life that I had engaged, devoted a lot of time to, and I discovered that I was settling. It's really something incredible when you discover just all the areas in your life where you're settling for good enough. Well, this is pretty good. I I like it here. It's all right. This is this is a pretty good way to live. He's a pretty nice guy. I, re- I really like him. He's usually pretty nice to me. I mean, when you really start to look at all the areas in your life where you're settling, it might disturb you. Once you discover you're settling in one area of your life, you can't help but see it and you're going to want to make change. And that is why that was such a powerful lesson to me is because I couldn't help but begin to make change when I learned that. Lesson number five, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your questions. This lesson will also help you discover your limiting beliefs. So let me give you an example of empowering questions, ones that will help us move forward, will help us grow. Questions like, how is this problem good, right? Like how many times do we look at problems and just get into story about, oh my God, I can't believe this happened to me. I can't believe that this is this is going on. Oh, wh- what do I do? How is this problem good? So I'll give you an example. My dog, Frankie, is currently, as I'm recording this, in the vet emergency room And he is being drugged up with phenobarbital because he was having multiple seizures and had three seizures in one day. And it would be really easy for me to go into a story like, wow, I can't believe this is happening to me, but that isn't what I'm saying at all. This is a good problem to have. I mean, I have the resources to bring my dog to an emergency vet to have them front load drugs to help my dog who is now hopefully not going to have so many seizures. I mean, how great is that? How is this problem good? Wow. Look at all the resources I have available to me to help my dog. Not everybody has that. So how is this problem good? Now, another question you can ask is, what can I do to get the results that I want. So instead of asking yourself a question like, oh, God, I don't have this, or getting into that 
self-comparison mode, you know, when we compare ourselves to people who already have what we want and we think we can never get there. Well, ask yourself, what can I do to get what I want? Ask yourself, how can I learn from this? Like if you have something that happens to you and you feel that you were wronged in some way, instead of getting into story about how you were wronged and, you know, how the world owes you, get into a story about how can I learn from this? What can I learn from this? The most difficult people in our lives are our teachers. They teach us things. The people that we have struggled with the most have taught us the most, have helped us grow the most. So look at these empowering questions instead of going into a victim mentality and asking yourself disempowering questions like, why does this always happen to me? Who am I to do this? Why can't I have what I want? Why is this something that I'm dealing with? Think about it. Where are you asking yourself victim mentality questions versus where are you asking yourself empowering questions? Really, this all comes down to one thing. So far, everything that we've talked about, these first five lessons really have to do with awareness and becoming more aware of how our mind is working and whether or not the thoughts that we have serve us or don't. Lesson number five goes hand in hand with lesson number six, which is whatever you focus on, you will feel. Let me repeat that. Whatever you focus on, you will feel. If you feel like love equals pain, then you are going to feel pain anytime you feel that you might love someone. How disempowering is that? How about let's shift into a new gear? Let's shift into something that's more empowering. Like the truth is I can feel love anytime I give it. I can feel love anytime I want. Have you ever thought back to a time when you really felt loved? Why don't you do it right now? Think about a time when you felt true love. Maybe somebody gave you something or they remembered your birthday and they gave you a hug or they just touched you on your cheek in just such a way, looked into your eyes in just such a way that you felt completely loved. As you're focusing on that feeling, you feel love right now. We can't help but feel what we focus on. That's how our mind works. Why feed ourselves these disempowering stories when we can move forward with stories that empower us, ones that make us strong, ones that are good for us? Nothing has meaning except the meaning that you give it. All right, let's move to lesson number seven, modeling. Find someone who has the results you want find out what they did to get there, then do the same thing. Oh, this lesson seems so simple, right? Doesn't it make sense? Like, oh, hey, no brainer. I have to tell you though, I didn't think of it. It did not even cross my mind. I mean, I did it, but in a very superficial way. So for instance, when I decided I was going to law school, the reason I went to law school was because I wanted to become a foreign service officer. And I wanted to inform politicians about foreign policy. The reason I thought law school was the path to do this 
was because I saw Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State doing what I wanted to do, and she was a lawyer. I thought, okay, well, why not? I'll, I'll go to law school. It kind of seemed inevitable anyway. It seemed like I was going in that direction, and I'll go to law school because I, I think I'll be able to become uh, an advisor to a politician one day about foreign policy. Well, I didn't really think about it or break it down quite as intelligently as I might have now. I mean, I can't really blame myself. I was, what, 22 at the time. But it sure is something to think about when you are not getting the results you want in your life or you don't know what you want in your life or you're trying to discover what you want in your life to see what other people have done. So for instance, I was coaching someone recently who is in a position where they have a lot of opportunities. They have a lot of opportunities to engage with people in communities that they want to serve. And one of the things I advised them to do was start to look at people who are already serving that industry. Because those are the people that you want to research, you want to study, because you want to know how did they reach their audience? How are they communicating with their audience? What are they doing to serve that audience? Because once you see how someone else has done it and they have been successful at it, then you can start to see where you might be able to emulate them. I'm not saying copy them. That's not what this is. But what this means is that you now have the information that you need to move forward in a more positive way. You can understand, okay, these are the steps this person took to become the person that they are, and you can begin working on yourself. And take advantage of the resources available to us now. I mean, we have the internet. It's like the most amazing thing in the world. We have fingertip access to anything that we want. Why not use it? Okay, quick recap. We talked about the six human needs, certainty, which is comfort, uncertainty, which is also variety, significance, love or connection, growth, and contribution. And those human needs are ones that can really help us start observing our world. Lesson two, finding leverage and cutting yourself off from any other result by taking massive action. Lesson three, goal setting. Remember, progress and growth equals happiness. Lesson four, raise your standards. You get what you tolerate. Lesson five, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your questions. Six, that goes hand in hand with his teaching that whatever you focus on, you will feel. And lesson seven, modeling. Find someone who has the results you want, find out what they did to get there, then do the same thing. I encourage you not to just listen to this episode once and say, oh, that's interesting. I would really love it if you applied this to your life. I love these mini trainings because they might introduce you to concepts you may never have thought of before or that you've heard of and haven't yet applied them to your life. And I encourage you to immerse yourself in this material or anyone else's who inspires you to live better. And my hope is, is that this podcast inspires you too. Everything that we talked about here, I have a link to the TED Talk as well, as well as his books. You can get those links at dinacataldo.com forward slash episode 12. And if immersing yourself in this kind of change sounds like something you want to dive deeper into, 
I'll link to the free 30-minute discovery call I offer at the website too, dinacataldo.com forward slash episode 12. Answer a few questions, then we'll schedule a time to talk to introduce you to what coaching has to offer for you and see if coaching with me is the right fit for us both. All right, have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next Thursday. Thanks for listening to Soul Roadmap. If you have a moment, I'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe, rate, and left an honest review on iTunes. I read every single review, so let me know what you want to hear more or less of, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.